and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here again, back in motherland land. Um, so please give a very special witchy welcome to Diana Pavlovska, aka Mama Collar from Motherland Fort Salem. Hello, hello. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Finally, happy. We got our stuff together. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yay! Very nice to see you again. Nice to see you both. Very nice (laughs) to see you both. Okay, so let's jump right in. So Willa has made a lot of controversial decisions in the name of making the world a better place for her daughter. Did she yeah, have just one or two? <laughs> yeah, just, just a couple. Did she have any regret for taking civilian lives or did she believe it was justified considering the oppression of witches? Yeah, I thanks. Thanks for uh, getting my thinking. It's a softball question, question, really. <laughs> We like to start with the easy ones. You know, uh, it, it's it's the answer is both. I mean, <laughs> you know, you believe in what you're doing at the time and the justification for, you know, all the witches' lives that were taken. And then, yeah, you know, as you go on, you go, what? <laughs> What's the bigger outcome? You know, is is eye for an eye the best way to do this? And uh, it, 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 yeah, yeah, there's, there's the righteous fight. And then there's the, <laughs> could we have taken a different strategy? <laughs> could we have done that a little differently? So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's both. I think there is a healthy amount of, you know, it's loss of life is loss of life. And where it started from was a place of true Okay, we got to we got to try to fight the good fight. Caitlin's camera camera likes to do that. Interesting. Okay, it didn't didn't like my answer. No, it was wrong. We we do always joke about that. No, it's it's just whatever I do. It doesn't like me. It just goes off every half hour. And we would like mess with it but it's become part of our show in a way to just say bye to caitlin every <laughs> when it every happens. five minutes and then yeah. <laughs> exactly um how do right. you see that in that question you know how do you see it from your perspective i'm curious how um, would you answer that if you well we don't really have the people ask us the same questions i know but i'm curious you know like what are the what 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 like from a fan point of view i've always thought about how grinding the life must have been for willa as far as first of all she's got a civilian husband she doesn't live like or her family unit isn't is in the session so it's not where you know all of the military it's not a fort salem mm-hmm. so she's got a life outside of the military and it feels like she you know one would rather have you know that instead of the oppression of being subjugated into this system 
where all you do is fight and for people that don't really give a crap about you or know who you are and will yeah. never know who you are as an individual or value your life in the way that you know they value the people that are around them you're in you're so othered and you're expected to go through this experience till you die or I guess get to the age where you can retire which doesn't seem to happen that often <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of <laughs> like you know when you can live for a really long time yeah retirement isn't like right there on the horizon so you you can yeah. only take so much until there's a point at which you say this isn't right and it doesn't matter if if things get twisted in your mind to the point where killing innocent people could seem like the only way out for your society witch society and for your daughter to get out of this from under this system of slavery because that's but, what it is. But, but that's the logic at the hold you know, on i got something okay, okay go, go. <laughs> this is bringing me by the way we never tone ourselves down but why wouldn't she just take oh my god i almost said taylor <laughs> rail Sorry, I was getting there. Why wouldn't she just take Rael and then she could also take Papa Collar and just become Dodgers? Because what of kind of life is that? But I, at least you don't have to have killing people on your conscience. But when you're in that mentality, you're killing people already. What it like? Would you rather kill people for the cause of freedom or kill people for the cause of the society that's still you know enslaving your people so it's just and a mentality thing just because of her line and who she is you know the best way she thought to get out was by faking her own death yeah so, so it's it's yeah i think the dodging life is was just i hear you i hear what you're saying i i think yeah it's sort of that rock in a hard place and so yeah yeah no <laughs> No right answer to that question. There's no right answer. That's the point. <laughs> They're all is... kind of right in their own way. So, so yeah. is killing people justified? No, but you're already killing people. Is that justified? Like, so you is get kind of like that is... train track question. Like, yeah, train... you mentally get into a place where different people are going to make different decisions. So, yeah. Yeah. I see where she was. She's coming from, and I see where everyone in the spree is coming from. Although I do think Nikta had a very personal reason for her, right. for hers, but you know that's the. This is going to devolve into a we dissect <laughs> the morals of motherland. This is just another episode, <laughs> another of big witch episode. energy. <laughs> there we go. Off to a good start. Yeah, it's a tough question. It's a tough question. Well, all right, waiting for the easy one. No, well, I'm okay. Kidding. I think no, the last one waiting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I have a question within a question for the next one. Okay. But I'm just gonna read it out, and we'll get to the second part. One of the okay. one of our favorite parts of season two was the development of Willa and Scylla's partnership. Yeah. How did Willa's relationship with Scylla evolve throughout the course of the series? how did it evolve like like 
you know, like for Will emotionally, do you mean, or? For, yeah, for how did Willa see Scylla at the beginning of their relationship all the way through to when, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it starts off as that, you know, general and, <laughs> and soldier, and you go do what it is that I'm telling you to do, and you're going to execute on the strategy and the objective that I have in my mind. And then when she doesn't, it, um, you know, and such a personal, such a personal mission that she sent her on. And then when she doesn't deliver on that, which is bringing Rael home, um, and then, you know, finding out through the course of their relationship together that she's in love with Rael, and that's why she didn't do it, 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 you know, it makes Willa have to take a step back and where she may have wanted to react, she has to, she has to take a step back and say, okay, this is the last person to really, you know, be in contact with Rael. She's my conduit. And we have to find, you know, if, if, we're trying to create, if I'm trying to create this objective and I know what's coming in the bigger picture of the bigger war that's coming, it's essential that we're able to work together. So Willa kind of has to sort of really be the, you know, emerge as the leader in the situation and try to find those threads that get Scylla to see what the fight is really going to be looking like, why it's so important to be able to connect with Rael and bring Rael home and how they're going to be able to deal with the bigger threat, bigger picture. So I would say that it starts off, you know, <laughs> general soldier, and then it's frustrated and then it's angry and it's then, okay, got to figure this out. And then, starting to see those threads of trust that come in relationships and it becomes this this place where trust starts to evolve and then this you know mother-daughter love this this protection that she ends up feeling for Scylla and the recognition of maybe the role that Scylla plays played is playing and potentially can play in making sure that Rael is safe. So as 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 Willa is always having this this mind of strategy, uh, she does let her guard down and she does let allow Scylla in because she's she hasn't had that. Yeah. She hasn't been able to trust, to connect, to share in the way that she ends up sharing with Rael, and it's because of her or with with Scylla, and it's because of her connection to Rael. So. I think it's not easy. Trust is not a word that's in Willa's vocabulary yeah. very easily. But uh, if one person did get her to trust, it was Scylla. And she's that's, a very, very you know, convincing person. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She is. And, and once Willa shows her some of the bigger things that happened, you know, like uh, with the witch, witch bomb and what, what happened there in, 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 you know, when we were having our meeting um, and Scylla realizes what 
Willa's mission is really about, that's where they really find mm. that connection together. So yeah. it's a it's a relationship that, you know, as we go from beginning to me closing the door and having that moment of saying goodbye, mm -hmm. which is just so epically sad because I'm saying goodbye to her mm -hmm. you know, as well as Rael. So yeah, it's 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 really nice the way they wrote that to evolve in incremental bits and wrote Silla uh, wrote Willa to be able to find that trust. So what how did Willa uh, at first see Scylla approaching Rael? Like she just like go make friends with her. I mean yeah, it's like you you need to get her back. So whatever means necessary, you need to make sure she's safe. You need to extract her and it's it's you know <laughs> She's a soldier. She's used to carrying out missions. It's like she's part of the spree. So go do your job. Uh, but did she foresee the seduction? Because <laughs> that's oh, like no. Yeah, like what the hell? I gave you yeah. an order. What are you doing? Yeah, like, Zilla definitely kept her safe. No, no, <laughs> no. I really and, hope that mirror never. You know, <laughs> like yeah. No, that was not part of the plan. That was not part of the strategy. I imagine that that Willa had to kind of think through that as well when she's, you know, trying to readjust and get Scylla to see what you were saying, the, the bigger picture about how things are going to go down. She's still, she's had to adjust herself to the fact that this is what this is how Scylla chose to get her daughter. <laughs> well, and and she didn't care. She didn't follow through. Yeah. But, you know, through the course of this, Willa does come to trust. I mean, that's something that through the process of all of this becomes part of her vocabulary. And she does come to understand that they are in love and that, you know, makes one create different choices potentially and a little different choices in the way I love Raelle and see protection of her is different than the way Scylla loves Raelle and sees the protection of her so yeah. you know who's right I am of course oh but you know I the mean, mother and uh, the commander yeah but you know she comes to have that moment where she says you made the better choice for her you made the safer choice for her so, I love that scene yeah yeah you guys killed it so hard in this thank in the you they oh god that was, was i so watched that times. over and over and over i want to watch it again right now <laughs> it's just good thank you that yeah we i when we were shooting that it was even when we were rehearsing we're like okay 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 we can't we can't we can't rehearse this too much it's like let's just go through the motions because we were both kind of there already yeah it so we're shows. like okay 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 this is this that 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 everybody set up let's go yeah, <clears throat> yeah for sure it came through so Thank speaking you. of love though how would willa love? have <laughs> what? How, how would willa have felt if she'd been able to attend her daughter's wedding 
Oh, how would she have felt? Well, that would have, you know, been that beautiful moment where you get to see that, you know, that celebration of their love. So that would have been amazing. And don't think that I didn't campaign for like come on she's just like she's watching from the mycelium come on yeah i mean come on there she is you know where's the mirror there has to be a mirror somewhere right she can yeah there just yeah get a nice little mushroom wall in there right just there she is so yeah that that really would have been beautiful to be able to you know, experience their celebration. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then she could tell us what the vows were. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big, no one can remember. It was written on, it was written and given mm. to them in the moment kind of thing. <laughs> so everyone in the fandom has been like, but what were the vows? What were they? What and no one, they? no one can, um, I think they finally got it somewhere, but um, yeah, that was just funny. Okay. Speaking of super easy questions and scenes. <laughs> oh boy. We this got... whole thing is a setup, I feel. I feel this entire interview is one big setup. I'm just welcome. Saying. Welcome to Caitlin and Bree running interview. So <laughs> I'm on my toes. I'm on my toes. We got to witness a beautiful reunion between Willa and Edwin in season three, which was acted. It was intense, beautiful, and wonderful. So by both you and Rothgar, mm-hmm. how did Willa process that whole situation? And did you know much about the backstory of their relationship? Well, uh, <clears throat> no. <laughs> we to answer the second question first. That was a lot on us. I mm-hmm. mean, we we uh, talked about their relationship a lot. We talked about the relationship with the writers, and it's referenced to a, quite a bit. You know, by by people by you know everybody talks about their relationship at some point um the members of the family but in that moment you know processing the reunion it's it's a it was a tough scene to do because willa's sort of in this half altered state and it's really the moment where Edwin touches her hand and sort of, you know, pulls her around and turns her around that that Willa kind of lands and comes into the moment and is there present with him, like truly for a moment. And it was it it's um first of all, kudos to Rothgar, who's just amazing and a wonderful actor and didn't matter where the camera was pointing, he was always giving it so even when the camera's on the back of his head he was still giving me you know a thousand and one percent emotions so kudos to him um but it's it's a different the way we looked at it was if you had that one moment that one sentence that 
thought that you wanted to be able to share with that person, if you got that chance to say the one thing that you needed to say, what would it be? And so Will is able to come to enough to say, you know, it was, it was about her. <laughs> this was all about Raelle and give that line. So it was, it was a tough scene to do. It was easy because the actors make it easy. You know, having Scylla on one side and Quinn and, and then having Edwin on the other side, um, that, that it was just such a, it's kind of everything coming home for Willa and tough to do because it's dancing between reality and being in this poison netherworld. Yeah. That, I think that it was very, you made it very obvious that it wasn't Willa, Willa all the time that you had that mycelium. Yeah. The fact that she's in the mycelium and that's obviously got to be a part of where she's coming from so yeah yeah so that's that's kind of how we looked at it yeah so does that answer your question yeah no absolutely what you were okay okay yeah it add it also added an extra layer to to willa so that's a, it makes for a very interesting character yeah <laughs> like kind of swinging between mm -hmm. being present and reality and not being there mm -hmm. yeah i have a really happy question to ask you <laughs> okay so one of the greatest tragedies of the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> great start yeah. <laughs> i knew it i knew it all right all right was all the right. lack of Willa and Raelle's screen time to have a mother-daughter heart-to-heart. If yeah. Willa was given the opportunity to speak honestly to Raelle for more than 30 seconds, what would she say to her daughter? Well, I think she would uh, it reinforce the journey of what a witch is and should be and how powers should be used and why and really try to get her to see what where the situations started to go sideways and get her to understand sort of what the abuse of the witches were so that she could understand why Willa was doing what she was doing. And the other thing is, um, you know, it, it's not an easy choice to leave your family and to leave your family for what you perceive to be the safety of your family. And so to really try to get her to understand that mindset of the level of, you know, the, just just the protectionism that Willa was was looking for looking to provide um and how and the other thing is you know like you talked about in the opening you know that real other situation how easy it is to be discriminated against and so all of that to empower Raelle with knowledge to help her understand 
how she should be using her abilities and for what purpose. And, you know, to, to have a conversation about choices and what kind of choices, what the future holds and what kind of choices can be made. I think she would go into that mother role of really trying to have a dialogue about that on the one side and on the other side, <laughs> there's so much missed time. There's just so much lost time there. The other side, you know, if, if she could be with her, it would be to, you know, sing a song <laughs> and have that, you know, what she talks about in the end, it's like, we could have a picnic, we could sing our songs, we could do those things that we never got to do while she was growing up. I could burn mushrooms for you in the background. <laughs> I could burn mushrooms all day long. <clears throat> so yeah, so I think that, you know, and the other part of that would be really listening to the experience that Rael has had, <clears throat> excuse me, and what it's been like for her and just asking some questions and trying to understand the way that she's been processing through this whole journey and, you know, kind of where she's at mentally. So I think it would be that, oh my God, sitting over tea and mushrooms and having those conversations and, and hoping that Rael, even if she doesn't, even if she can't quite forgive to understand and find the places of understanding without forcing some sort of, you know, forgiveness or anything that may or may not come in time, but that there could be some, some kind of common ground. Well, now I want that scene. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think that's where it would start. Then then all the places it could go. Mm -hmm. And there's so much history there to be explored. There's so much history to understand about. Oh, we're on a timer. Okay, we'll have to start this again. So much history to understand about, you know, what like where all of this started and the whole journey and all the past. And there's just so much there to explore. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maker. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> all right. So you so... passed all of the hard questions. I think they're all the hard ones. Bree, you have anything else to have a stumper? Oh my gosh. I mean, once I get started, I wouldn't stop. So, because um, I could talk forever about Motherland. So, I think we should ask what your favorite moment or memory was while working on Motherland. Oh, all right. What was my favorite moment? Um, oh. <laughs> Uh, well, so that scene where uh, Scylla and I, I mean, I have so many moments, a fun one and a crazy one was when we come out of the van and we're like, yeah, and then we go in around and, you know, we're, we're where Rael is being held. And then the next scene is, you know, I go in 
But before that, I get to come in and break somebody's neck and throw yeah. them outside and then where is she? And you're like breaking yeah. people's necks. Yeah, that was fun. It was great. <laughs> um, we practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. And then um, <laughs> I get in there and I was like so jacked up on adrenaline and so excited to do it. And my, you know, and we're calling action and we rehearse, 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 and I come around and I just came flying in the room like a thousand miles an hour. And I put my 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 arm around his neck and I promptly go somersaulting right over top of him. No! <laughs> now it was all safe and I was all good and nobody got hurt and I was fine and it was all I was all <laughs> properly suited up. But um yeah. I just like tripped on my own two feet sliding in so I'm sure all the stunt people are like and this is why actors don't do stunts so <laughs> that's why you have stunt people but it was one of those scenes where it was better if I could do it because mm -hmm. you know like it, it, it is me literally breaking his neck and then you just see that that will a moment so yeah that was fun <laughs> <laughs> it was fun practicing for that. I like I like doing those little stunts like that. I and then imagine so. Doing it when I don't break his neck. Uh, so it's that. <laughs> and then of course there are those scenes where, you know, the the scene where we actually get to um, be in the mycelium, but we were we were shooting it all on the big green screen, mm -hmm. and so it was just the other the the heartfelt raw one was then when Rael and Willa you know after she uh, it's like the the witch plague is crawling mm -hmm. up Willa and then they meet in the mycelium um that moment was just wonderful and punishing and grueling and bye Caitlin tough bye Caitlin see she couldn't even <laughs> handle it it was so, it was so <laughs> devastating she was just leaving the computer uh, like all the all the crew all the, the you know the cast obviously she was incredible to work with and just so present there all the time with all all her emotions and her authenticity and all the crew were just lovely and so kind and respectful and collaborative you know especially when you're just having to like yeah. spill your you know tear your guts out <laughs> on a green screen <laughs> you know <laughs> like on an empty stage i mean that's the easiest thing you could ever do right exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know and just having an imagination of what it would look mm -hmm. like you know and then you go from that to like cutting her throat and like doing that whole thing so that was also very fun doing the nightmare so yeah. you know there were there were lots of fun little moments that got to happen Everyone we spoke to talked about how wonderful it was on set and how much, how just nice the whole vibe was. So yeah. I can imagine it was a great place to be. So it, it was just so collaborative, like everybody from all the crew, all the cast, everybody behind the scenes from the office to, you know, I mean, we were getting tested so often as well mm -hmm. as we were shooting through COVID and just, you know, everybody just, I, I think, I think patience was the virtue of the day because everybody just had to 
you know, do things that were way outside of uh, what you would normally do in the world of, you know, living, shooting through a pandemic. So everybody just really approached it with patience and kindness. And that's, that's all, you know, that's all we could ask for on a set like that. I yeah, every, great. all cast and crew that we've talked to have been absolutely lovely. And definitely getting to talk to the crew has been really cool because they need to be shown. They do so much. Like so much, so much. None of this is just, they're, they're so, they're just so collaborative and so involved and, you know, just working with the crew to make sure that, you know, when you're ripping your guts out <laughs> that, you know, that they have what they need and we have what we need. And it was just such a symbiotic, you know, there was just so much symbiosis between everybody. So it was wonderful. Yeah, really wonderful. Amazing. The last thing I wanted to ask you was about your very talented dog. <laughs> just, I just wanted to talk Zorro! about your dog. Zorro! <laughs> Zorro is so cute. Hey, hey, come He's like, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, Zorro. He's, he's a little love. Can I get him? Wait. Yeah, go for it. My dog has been whining the entire interview. Oh, now she's dead asleep. Hello. Hello, Zorro. Okay. Is Zorro full full Yorkie? Zorro. Hey, Zorro. Hi. He's a Yorkie. He's uh, a Yorkie and a Maltese. So he is he is a full combination between the two. I'm just a little snuggle buggle. Fish is my little Yorkie. Who I shaved fully. <laughs> and she's wearing a tutu. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> um he yes, he is oh yours is so cute. What's yours' name? This is Brooklyn. Hi, Brooklyn. You're, up so, a lot. you're so cute. How old? She is 12. Oh, yeah. oh he looks like a puppy. So <laughs> she is. She acts like a puppy. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she um, is he, adorable. He's just over two and <laughs> has that puppy energy. And he's uh yes, he he is my so the face of all of my social media. <laughs> yeah, you know I, I, mean? I love seeing him learn all his new tricks. I'm like, my dogs would never. <laughs> yeah. He has his agility training and it's really cute. And then we try it, we're trying at home. We're like, okay, we got we have to learn as much as he has to learn. <laughs> we're, we're trying, we're trying. Yeah, but it's cute. He's got that little worker personality. So that's awesome. Yeah, we didn't start early enough. They're not learning anything. <laughs> well, we didn't even know it existed. So it's all <laughs> thanks to his little puppy, his little social puppy daycare. That's oh, amazing. That's great. Well, thanks for letting us meet him. You're welcome. <laughs> and, and get to hang out with Zoro for a second. But um, Beauty. we. We want to know if you have any final words for listeners before we wrap up the discussion. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, if there's one thing that the show has, you know, that I've taken away, it's, it's about, you know, just being more tolerant and being more accepting and creating safe spaces for people to be who they are. And, you know, the fandom has been incredible and so kind and so generous and really to keep that generosity going within, you know, your communities and the people that you're reaching out to and the people who are reaching out to you. And, and I know that the fandom is, you know, taking resources and trying to get the show to come back and make sure that you are taking your resources and taking care and take care of you and mm-hmm. the people around you just as much, because that's, you know, it's, it's, it's our collective well-being, I think, that makes things better in the long run. So that's, that's, that's what I take away through this journey is just making sure that it's important to care for one another and listen and, you know, have tolerance and kindness, a little generosity <laughs> with one another, you know, in, in generosity of kindness. So yeah, that's that's what I get from it. And I would encourage everybody to keep amplifying, amplifying the voices and amplifying, you know, the the like when you think about what the show is based on, it's voice and it's sound, and that's where the energy and the where witches gain their energy from. And that's not an accident to be able to be able to amplify voices and not steal voices and make sure everybody's voice is heard. It's, it's critical and more important now than ever to, to share in voices and share in one another's. So that's, yeah, I, I would just encourage people to continuing to continue to build the communities that you have. And I, I, I understand there's lots of, been lots of community that has come out of the show and that's just so lovely that's I mean what else can you hope for yeah if it, I don't think if it if it hadn't been for motherland we wouldn't have found our little family with yeah podcast family with Caitlin and Theora so <laughs> like because Theora and I started the podcast just because we were like hey you know, I really want to talk about this show in depth. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So we started the podcast. And then along the way through the whole convention thing, I got to meet Caitlin. And then Caitlin came on board and elevated the podcast to another level. I took over. That's what happened. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Caitlin took over and we became sort of a force in a way. And that's our goal, like you said, is just to make the voices of you know all of the lgbtq community heard and you know kind of go out there and campaign for the media and the the visibility so thank you for coming to talk to us and walking us through some of willa's path because it was wonderful and it was amazing to get to watch that on screen so um, thank you for your part in bringing her to life. 
Thank you. Thank you. It was nice to meet you, you and too. good to see you now. And mm -hmm. thank you for having me on. And it's just been so lovely to be able to, you know, have these chats about mm -hmm. things that are that are fun and interesting and also, you know, have uh, have a little bit of <laughs> an undercurrent of reality to them. So <laughs> and, and what's important Absolutely. in life. So I thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. If you're listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, no matter how brief. It helps us get into Apple's algorithm to reach a wider audience. Please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you about everything and anything. You can find us on all the social medias at Big Gay Energy Pod. Or email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make friends with other queer media-loving people, reach out to us to join our Discord server. If you'd like to support us, check out our merch store or join our Patreon for early access to episodes, exclusive content, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for Lesbian Jesus.